the blast from our past network. How you doing? Hi. Nice night. Mm-hmm. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mikey, did you ever think about what Splinter said tonight? I mean, about what it would be like. You know, not having him. Hmm. Time's up. Three bucks off. Talking Back. Double feature. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I am your host, Tim. With me this week is Dean. Tim, this app's gonna be bitchin'. Oh yeah, it is. Most of our apps yeah. are bitchin'. Yeah, man. This is a, a double feature episode. These are some of our funnest episodes, and this one will be no different because we have a very special guest. We have James from the Action Action Podcast with us. James, thank you so much for joining, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I mean, we're getting all Canadian on this episode. Yeah, this is yes. three homegrown Canadian boys coming at you. Forget those Americans. Shit. Yeah, who needs them? <laughs> <laughs> no, we need them to listen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn uh, we love you. Listeners in America, yeah. we love you. Yeah, we, we have a problem where we constantly are slamming people from Alberta. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, we have some Patreon followers in Alberta, so it's like, no, like, you know, John's just kidding. It's okay. Like, we love Alberta. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we love you, America. Yes. You have such big penises. <laughs> Is that a fact? <laughs> According to I don't know part. if James James is speaking for himself here. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> but I'll, I'm going to trust you, James. I'm yeah. going to trust you. Trust me. I wanted. I want to shout out to Japan because for some reason we do pretty well in Japan. Oh right. So on. I hate everybody in Japan. I don't know why. It's a weird one. Thanks awesome. for listening. Yeah, I think listening. I, I think I do good in like. I think we do good in uh, Jamaica and nice Ku Kuwait for some reason. Oh yeah, interesting. Hey, I I don't know why, but yeah, shout out. I don't know why any. <laughs> I don't know why they like their action over there. Yeah, oh, totally. there you go. They like their action. Yeah. Action, James. Do you want to just uh, just give us a quick rundown about your podcast? Yeah, awesome. So we are an action podcast. We we kind of go through you know the popular action movies, the shitty. Um, bargain bin action movies like we cover everything straight to video we'll do it and uh you know we started a list and i think we're up to like 160 movies on our list and we we rank them we have our ranking system and um you know what the list is definitely not perfect but we're gonna have to live and die by this list so i guess dustin will defend it to the end okay <laughs> nice <laughs> 
Now, I'm I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've been listening to you guys for I probably found you guys maybe half a year ago. Um, just a really fun podcast. Like it's just it's you, your brother, and a friend of yours, and you guys just kind of um, have like a pretty fun, you know, lighthearted discussion about uh, about these movies, and you take turns choosing them each week. And I I wanted to know. Like, how did you guys come up with the idea to do this? Or why did you guys start this podcast? Uh, well, I used to live in Alberta, actually. And when I moved back about three years ago, it was just kind of a, we always wanted to have a podcast or start a podcast. So we're just kind of shooting around the idea, you know, what, like, what should it be? You know, should it, should it just be like, uh, we talk about whatever we want or should we narrow it down to something? Now, Dustin and I, you know, we love action movies. We love the shitty, you know, I rip on uh, Steven Seagal a lot on Instagram, but I like his early movies and how just cheesy they are and, you know, some of the one-liners. So it was just kind of like for us, it was a natural fit. And then adding John into that who doesn't like action movies would bring kind of like a new little twist to it. Now, if you ask him now... I think he's grown to appreciate some of those cheesy action movies now, which is awesome. Um, but that's kind of how we started. And at the beginning, you know, I, I came up with the rating system just because I figured, you know, I want to put him on a list. I, I want to be able to, you know, if we can get to 500 episodes or whatever, be like, hey, this is like the biggest list of action movies ranked you know one to 500 or whatever so and that's kind of how it started and i'm kind of amazed we're still doing it three years out to be honest with you cool all right um that's that's awesome what i guess we should say what we're doing this week we're going to do the teenage mutant ninja turtle movie from 1990 yeah yeah james why don't you just quickly tell us how you feel about this movie. Yeah. I mean, I just remember this, you know, from when I was a kid, like, you know, I, I had the VHS, uh, John and I, and my younger brother, we watched it all the time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up watching the cartoon. So, you know, the movie, the VHS, like we didn't have cable or whatever they had back then. Uh, you know, the rabbit years antenna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah. uh, like we used to do, you know, we'd use like a pie plate to try and get it to get that three channels or whatever, you know, yeah, tinfoil, yeah, yeah, yeah tinfoil. You get the youngest brother just standing at the TV holding it because if someone's yeah, touching it, like the the, yeah. the electricity in the body, like actually boosts the signal a little bit, I think. So, yeah, get the yeah, youngest, totally. get Dean up there to hold the Dean, just stand right there, hold it above your head like that. It's perfect, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So so my, I have such love for this movie and yeah, I mean, it's a kid's movie for sure, but you know, so is Bloodsport. Yeah. Agreed. hundred <laughs> percent agreed. Yeah, no, it's, so. I mean, I saw it as a kid, both of those and I love them yeah. as, as, as a kid. Uh, Dean, uh, what, what about you? Um, big, big turtles guy. Um, the, the cartoon hit me first, I think. Um, and then, you know, I got into the movies. I was actually more of a secret of the ooze kid. Um, I think because I found it so young that it was, it's way more of a kid movie. Like it's more kid friendly. That one that I don't even think they hit anyone with a weapon in that movie. Like they're just using 
other like trash cans and cold cuts and whatever they can find to beat up, you know, the, the foot clan. Um, so that, yeah, that one was kind of the one that hit for me, but this one still, I, I definitely would watch it. Um, just not as much. And, uh, I kind of revisited all of them, um, leading up to this podcast and man, that first one is just such a good movie, man. I love it. I think it is so solid. The other the other ones, I mean, the ooze kind of holds up because I've watched it so many times, but mm-hmm. this this one is so much clearly ahead of that film. It, it, it's a good, I, I, I just absolutely love it. It's a good film. I had like all the toys, um, you know, I had like all the turtles, Casey Jones, you know, Bebop Rocksteady. I had them all um, yeah. having Royal Rumbles on my carpet. It was great. Right on. Yeah, uh, what sure. about Turtles in Time? Does that one hold up? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it didn't hold up then. Yeah, so. that's it right. It didn't hold up say. then. I, I watched it so much and I don't know why, but it didn't <laughs> hold up then. It doesn't hold up now. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes- Secret, of the Ooze, Secret of the Ooze has like the best joke in it. Like they have, there's so many one-liners in that yeah. movie, but it has one of the greatest jokes sequences where i'm sure you know it i've got one uh, in my mind (laughs) yeah it's when i think they're going to rescue raf and they're like oh it's a little too it's a little quiet a little too quiet oh there's raf a little too raf it's just (laughs) like obviously i'm not doing it justice but it's like it's so perfect (laughs) it's so good it's so good yeah, I was I was so. watching these movies with my wife leading up to this, and when we, like she wasn't really paying attention to that second one, <laughs> she was just kind of you know on her phone or whatever. And then that I was like, you got to pay attention, you got to watch this right here. Yeah, that joke yeah. hit. She burst out laughing. Like that is good. Yeah. That's a quality joke. That that is good. That is totally good. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say about Turtles in Time. Like, if you just if you love Ninja Turtles, there's gonna be something for you in in all those movies. You know, like I I remember. Yeah. This one for sure for me, I I killed this one when I was younger. Like I had the VHS as well, watched it all the time. There's there's a point where I could probably say most of the lines along with with the movie itself. Two and three didn't hit so much for me. I think I was a little bit older, but you know, if you're a huge fan of the turtles, you know they'll still work for you. There there's yeah. something there. So yeah, I definitely think this one is way better. Now, do you remember the commercial at the beginning of the VHS copy of? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't. The Pizza I, Hut commercial. I, I, no, I probably fast forwarded it. You don't remember this? Uh, it's uh, like a little league game. They're playing baseball, and the kids playing in the right field. I play in right field out where the dandelions grow. Like you don't remember. <laughs> Game's dragging on, there's strikes on the batter, some runners are on. Then suddenly everyone's looking at me. My mind has been wondering what could it be. They point to the sky and I look up above. And a baseball falls into my glove. I play right. It's important to know You gotta know how to catch You gotta know how to throw That's why I play in right field Way out where the dandelions grow As a proud sponsor of Little League Baseball Pizza Hut welcomes all the kids who make it great Making it great 
Like I remember that commercial so vividly because the song is so catchy. It's, it's so commercialized, right? But it's right. so catchy. So I remember that. And then I remember the new line coming up and then the, the shot of the city. Like I remember that so vividly. Sam, mm-hmm. yeah, the new line really, uh, uh, really threw me back when that when that kicked in. Yeah, you know, whenever I see that on any movie, I instantly think a Ninja Turtle, the nineteen ninety Ninja Turtles. Hmm. Nice. So let's just do a little bit of background on the movie here. It was released, as we said, nineteen ninety, had a budget of fourteen million, and it goes on to gross two hundred and two million dollars. Nice. So huge huge return that's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah it it was like the most profitable what is it independent movie independent yes yeah yeah Yeah. it was i think that that stood until until blair witch i think yeah which is oh okay it was directed by steve Barron, and uh this movie tmnt probably his biggest movie success the only other thing that i really knew him from was coneheads and then I didn't recognize anything else this guy did, but he was a huge name in music videos. He did uh, videos for, he did the uh, Take On Me video for AHA. He did videos for oh. uh, Brian Adams, David Bowie, Def Leppard, Dire Straits, Dolly Parton, Fleetwood Mac, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, Rod Stewart, Supertramp, Tears for Fears, goes on and on. So, wow. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's a, that's a good resume. I don't mm-hmm. know if that transitions Definitely. into being able to do a, direct a movie but i mean it was a good movie i wanted to do a real short movie summary just in case anybody out there hasn't seen this if anybody hasn't seen this you definitely need to watch it Uh, i think i would keep in mind what james mentioned that it is a kids movie i think that is i think you need to take you know take this movie with a grain of salt this is one of the ways that you could not like this movie if you go into it thinking that you're going to get like maybe a mature adult type of movie which it's not it is for kids if you keep that in mind I think it's an excellent, excellent movie. It's funny because my kids, uh, they were kind of like in and out of the room. And my kids, you know, they're older, but they're seven and nine. But for whatever reason, you know, I say I'm watching a movie and they're like terrified. They they think, you know, they're scared of movies. Um, They would rather watch shows. They're kind of like of the generation. They can watch Netflix and all this other stuff and they can watch endless amounts of shows and you know they're not forced to watch one vhs copy of ninja (laughs) turtles over and over and over and over again right they're missing out man they're missing yeah they're totally missing out so you know my oldest comes in she's she was interested in in it for a while but it was kind of weird for her like seeing the rat she's like what's with the rat okay thank you and i'm like I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's Splinter. Because she's seen the cartoon of Ninja Turtles. So she's just like, oh, it looks so weird. Like, so <laughs> he scary. He did look weird and scary. <laughs> I I agree with your daughter. I mean, it, it is dark, right? Yeah, so. yeah definitely. Yeah. All right, quick, uh, quick story summary here. So crime has run rampant in the city, and investigative journalist April O'Neill is getting too close. As the criminal organization, the Foot Clan, attempts to silence her, they're greeted by a ninja turtle. The foot learn the location of the turtle's lair and kidnap their master splinter. The turtles can't let this happen and launch an attack on the foot and their leader, the shredder. Who will win? We the fans win. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Okay, James, James, I want to get right into it. Who's your favorite character in this movie and why? Oh, man. So, I mean, I, like, even from the cartoon, if you ask me what turtle's my favorite, it's always Michelangelo, even though I also am like, Raph in the in this movie is just so like badass like he's just but they kind of changed it right like the from what I understand is in the movie they made it more like the comic book but in the after this movie the cartoons copied this movie and and Raph's personality kind of stuck with the rest of the cartoons and movies that came after. Okay. So it's kind of interesting how that works, but I also really like Casey Jones. Like Casey Jones was a badass. So Casey Jones is, he's my favorite for sure. He was my favorite in the cartoons. He was the toy I always wanted. He was the one, my friend always would get the toys I really wanted but I didn't oh, that's get. always the case. <laughs> I know, but I had more toys than him, but he'd always get the one I couldn't get. And he had Casey Jones and I just wanted that so bad, but they did the Casey Jones character so well in this movie from what so we well. were used to in the cartoon. It was just, I mean, I thought it was awesome. And one thing you take for granted back in those days is there weren't a whole lot of spoilers that would happen. So I pretty much came in fresh on this movie, having no idea that Casey Jones was going to be in it. And then within the yeah. first 10 minutes, he's there doing all the cool Casey Jones shit. And man, like he's got all the sports gear. They make a point of him using all the different sports equipment throughout the movie to fight guys. He fights yeah. Raph, right? Like right early in the movie. It's just like, they give you everything you want out yeah. of this character. So I totally agree with, with Casey Jones. And I mean, come on, Elias Coteus, that guy just oh. killed this character. Just rocked it. it. Rocked yeah, it. Love awesome. him. This mask he's wearing in this movie just looks perfect. I think oh, he looks perfect. rad. He's, yeah. he's this crazy motherfucker, man. He's like beating up teenagers with like baseball bats and hockey oh, sticks yeah. because they stole like a purse. It, he's just... Yeah, whacking them in the face with a yeah. stick. I love. I love this guy, man. I it's violent. I love this guy's character. I love his edge. I love how uh, just yeah how aggressive he is. I love that he just needs a sporting a piece of sporting equipment to be effective. You know, like there's a scene where he's like shitty at fighting, and as soon as he finds a golf club, he's like, "I got this locked down. I got this shit." Totally. That, I, like I was such a sports weapon. kid. Yeah, that I was like anything could be a weapon. I'm taking any any of my sporting equipment. I'm going into the backyard and I'm pretending I'm Casey Jones and I'm going to kick kick the shit out of something. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, this was of the time um, where the, like I was living in Ontario. So the Blue Jays, you know, they were right there winning the World Series in yeah. 92, 93, right? So it's um, even like Jose Canseco, please don't tell me you paid money for this. You know, like <laughs> right. all, that, all that kind of stuff. Right. And yeah. like, yeah. Cricket, you have to understand what a crumpet is to understand what cricket is. <laughs> like it's just, uh, it's so good. I love it. It's so good. And and Tim, you mentioned like fighting Raph right away. You're like, wait a second. These are my two heroes. What's going right. on? Like they're fighting yeah. each other. It's it it's solid. I, I love that confrontation right at the beginning of the movie. It's the fan service. They just hit you right away with exactly what right you away. want to see. Yeah. And Casey Jones is wearing a jock strap this whole movie. I love it. Really? That's the incredible. whole movie. 
he's wearing a cup. I'm like, I kind of caught myself looking. I'm like, well, they're like, they're kind of showing his package there a little bit. They're like making it. It was in one of the April O'Neil scenes. I'm like, wow, they're making a point of showing his package. Then I realized, no, he's got a cup on. Like this dude, any dude who just wears a cup is just looking for fights. That's all he's doing. He's looking to go around and fight people. And that's all this guy does. He's looking to just beat up criminals. I, I loved it. Like even on the farm, he's wearing a cup. That's where I noticed it on the farm. <laughs> Why the hell is he wearing it on the farm? Just in case like... he gets in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's ready, man. Guy's always ready. He's always ready. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's true. I hate what they did with the new movies. Um, but that's because I'm just a huge fan of, of like this era of movie. Yeah. Um, but it would be awesome to do like an origin story of Casey Jones. Oh, oh no yeah. kidding. Totally. I never saw any of the new ones. Like this was my Not Turtles movie. I didn't want yeah. to get into I that. S- I, I saw the first Transformer remake and I'm like, this is not Ugh. for me. This is not what I'm into. So I just avoided the, the TMNT ones as well. So yeah, Michael oh, Bay man. was already fucking with my childhood. I was like, I'm staying away from the Turtles movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went and I went and saw Transformers in a packed theater, like opening night and just hated the movie. I hated it. And at the time, like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty, I'm like in my infancy when it comes to like movie knowledge. So like Michael Bay at the time, like I didn't really know who Michael Bay was. Yeah. And, um, I hated it. And when the credits rolled, people stood up and clapped. And oh my goodness. I was, what? And I, and I seriously, I, I almost like wanted to fight the guy because I just didn't understand. <laughs> like, what? Why are you clapping? If only you were wearing a cup, hey? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I had that mask on. Totally. I watched the first the first Ninja Turtles like remake, and I hated it. I hated yeah. it so much. I think I even said. I think I even said, which is so stupid. <laughs> but I was like. Why do they make the turtles look like that? Like they look like like some kind of like creatures, like some kind of like mute mutants or something. <laughs> like, like a mutant turtle. That's a good point though. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, such an idiot. Yeah, why do they look like Hulk? Favorite character, Dean. Um, favorite character. So yeah, I, I love Casey Jones. Um I think this is Raph's movie. Uh, I think he's sort of the star of the movie. Um, But I always liked Donatello. I like the nerdy Donatello. Um, I was afraid of I I was afraid of like sharp weapons when I was watching like when I was young enough to watch this movie. I was always afraid of knives in movies that they were going to like draw blood. So I don't really like the turtles that had sharp weapons. So I always like Donatello because he's got like the bow staff. You know, it's just a stick. He just has to beat guys with a stick. It's going to be cool. It's going to look cool. It's not going to draw blood. And uh, yeah, he was kind of like the nerdy guy who is can't make any of the like, uh, it can't say anything cool, you know, when they're when they're trying to like comment on their fight or their surroundings or whatever. He's always saying the dumb thing. I don't know. I just, I always liked that guy. I thought that uh, he would be my best friend. Right on. He was he was always my favorite in the cartoons, Donatello. So yeah, I, I didn't really like so much the way that he was portrayed in the movie. Like I wanted more mm. from him. I understand that you know they made Raph the the main character, yeah. and James. I didn't know that that was something from the comics. I've never read the comics, so that's cool that they just decided to you know go with that storyline. 
Um, and I guess it kind of helps to focus on one of them rather than just giving all four of them the same amount of screen time. But I would yeah. have preferred to see a little bit more from Donatello. He's always making stuff in the cartoons, right? He's like making things to save the day. It would have been fun yeah. if he somehow contributed that to this movie. Well, I think he does more of that in the second one. Yeah, he does a lot of that in the second. He's like the scientist one in the second. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't remember yeah, crack, that one you know, Yeah. I just yeah. remember Vanilla Ice. Oh yeah! Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, yeah. Ninja Rap. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Yeah, so that's good. quite the rap. That's. So <laughs> I think that's all I know. Go Ninja, that's go it. Ninja, yeah. go. They, I think that's they all. They dance is. in the middle of that fight scene. It's so good. They just stop <laughs> to dance to the song. That's how good the song is. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> James, you mentioned that your daughter didn't like Master Splinter. I also was a very big hater of Master Splinter all the way up until this recent viewing. Oh, okay. I just didn't like that character at all. And going into this watching of it, I was like, okay, here comes Master Splinter. And actually, I actually really appreciated him this time because I forgot that he's much more of a father figure to them in this movie than he is in the cartoons where in the cartoons, he's more of just like the sensei more of just the mentor. But in this one, he was like their dad. And I thought that they did a really good job of getting that emotion across. And like, you kind of buy into the fact that the turtles really need to save him at the end and they have to go after him to save him. So on this viewing, I'm, I'm, you know, he looks a little bit weird uh, for sure, but uh, I'm, I'm more on board this time with his character. But he also 100% looks like a giant rat. He does, yeah. A, a, a sweaty, a sweaty, drippy one. A, a sweaty, drippy rat, which he's is He's a sewer like, rat. He's a, he sewer, a rat, sewer rat, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like, how how else could they have made him? Like, I yeah. mean, they kind of, they kind of nailed it, really. Totally, yeah. I. It, when when I watch it and I think like, oh, yeah, these are like I, I, these are Henson puppets like these turtles are made by Jim Henson. And then when we get to Splinter, I was like, oh, yeah, that's where you can tell this is a Henson creature like this right. guy. Look, this this creature looks like it was made by Jim Henson. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is like the voice of Splinter is actually the guy that does the voice for Elmo. No, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, oh my wow. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I'd like to see a mashup of that of that guy talking like Elmo <laughs> wow. through through yeah. drippy drippy splinter. Yeah, drippy I know, right? <laughs> I never really thought he was drippy. I like it now, though. I like it. He totally is drippy. He's so drippy. He's so disgustingly wet in that That's movie. Great, yeah. Like all around his mouth, it's yeah, like he, he just took so a wet. drink and it's just like <laughs> dripping down. Totally. I mean, that's okay. That's awesome. I like it. I'll tell you what I can do without, though, in this movie is all of the Master Splinter flashbacks where he has not mutated yet. He's just like this, like, mouse who knows, like, well, okay, a rat. He's a rat who knows how to, like, be a human or act like a human. I actually love it. I love it. it. Okay, I got to hear why then. I got to hear why. Because I hate it. I can tell you why, but I want to hear why you love it. Okay, I love it because it's just, I mean... As a kid, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. I totally buy this shit. Like, I get it, right? <laughs> yeah. But as, a, as an adult, I love it because it's just, it's so funny and cheesy to me mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, it's a kid's movie. So they're trying to tell a story. What's the simplest way of telling the story? 
Of course you're going to want to see the rat actually like practicing the moves like in the cage. In a bird and cage. Then, He's in a bird cage. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Course. That's Why where you a... keep your rat. Oh, okay. I've That's, never had a rat. You can have him at eye level so he can watch you practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ninjutsu. I mean. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, love it. I love it because they first drop... He first is telling a story early in the movie about watching his master uh, doing ninjutsu and like trying to learn. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? He was a rat. And then later on, way down the line in the movie, he's telling another story and he's in his cage doing the moves. And that's when I'm just fist pumping. I'm like, yes, Yes. (laughs) I love it. You are actually practicing the moves. It's so good. And I love how those flashbacks are filmed because it's very noir style. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but I also like when they're in the sewer and, you know, he meets the turtles and they're, you know, they're in this ooze and then he shows them growing up. <laughs> I just find it so funny. It's like pizza, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them spoke. <laughs> pizza. <Yeah. laughs> it's so good. So ridiculous. It is good. So yeah. good. Yeah. But why in those flashback scenes, like, Okay, so Shredder kills Splinter's like master, and yeah. then um, Splinter leaps from his bird cage and slashes Shredder in the face, yeah, and then yeah. falls to the ground. And Shredder, who just murdered two people, finds it in his heart to only cut half of the ear off of a rat that just disfigured him. It's a warning, him. Tim. It's a warning. <laughs> you get tell that. your friends not to mess with this Look guy. Look at that. If a rat jumps on my face and <laughs> and like scars me permanently forever, I promise you that rat is not going to survive. It's going to chop that whole head off. Yeah. I mean, the question is, have you ever tried to catch a rat? <laughs> I've never. I don't even think I've seen a rat. We've got mice and we've got squirrels, uh, okay. but no, no rat. No. No rats. No rats. Yeah. But I don't, like he already, he cut... He was precise enough to cut half of its tiny ear off. He easily could have just chopped his head off. Maybe he's going for the head. And he just ducked it and only got the ear. Oh, except he didn't duck. <laughs> that would have been better, actually. That would have been cool if they did make him duck. That would have been sweet. Yeah, that, that's true. That would have been, It would have been cool if he tried to fight him. Yeah. yeah. Like, because he, he's been watching his master and he tried to fight Shredder. But then... I don't know. Got his ear cut. Um, I guess it's it's a kids movie. So if you're trying yeah. to like have logic in this, like the idea doesn't... as a kid, it always struck me as like, I don't get even as a kid. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't think this should be in the movie. This doesn't make any sense. So you're not you're not like respect. respect. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah, no, I was like, yeah, I respect a lot in this movie, but I don't get this. I mean, the I'm not. Idea, I'm not... <laughs> this this man who is like so good at ninjutsu and grown up and wearing spikes is just like oh shit that rat who i let live is coming back to get me like that idea is so wild it's just i i love it as a kid i love it as an adult i should have ended that rat when i had the chance the rat that mutilated me (laughs) yes that i spared because i have compassion come back to haunt you or maybe he honestly was just like, it's a rat. So, like, you're nothing. You're a rat. I guess I just hate I rats. Know. I guess I hate rats more than you guys do. Because, I mean, I'm killing that rat. I don't, I don't yeah. I'm just do it. I don't care. I, I'm killing it. I'm hunting it down. My, my new plan in life is to find that rat and kill it, no, no matter what. However much money it costs, I'm doing it. 
He's a psychopath, though, so he might not he might not be threatened by that rat. So he might just be like, let's have some fun with this rat. Let's just cut its ear. off." You know how you like rip the legs off grasshoppers and stuff? Just like, let's cut the ear off this rat. That'll, That's a uh, good point. I did do that. I used to rip legs off grasshoppers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Good point. I used okay. to watch you do it. <laughs> I mean, so I can't remember like in the cartoon. Do they explain why Shredder wears a mask and helmet? I don't remember. I don't think they explained it. I think it's just to be cool. I think it was cool back then to not show the face of the bad guy. Yeah. Like right. To, to have him mysterious. Uh, like the whole like, uh, like Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget, you never get to see that guy's face. Yeah. And it just, it yeah. adds, it adds to like, almost like the, the power, the, this, this, the power totally. that this guy seems to have. It works in this movie. His entrance is amazing. His, en- oh, his totally. entrance is epic. Yeah. He's coming out of the shadows. He's kind of like, he's tracking a shadow in, in the way he's walking. So the shadow is just getting smaller and smaller as he kind of goes towards that, uh, goes towards the light. And then you see his face and it's, he's got this mask on and this like rad helmet. He looks so fucking good in this intro. I'm so amped. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I always thought at the end when he takes his mask off to show the scar on his face, Mm. because, you know, splinter did this to him. It's like, is that why he wears the mask? Because he's ashamed of this scar on his face? I think in the or, movie that was the case, yeah. I think that yeah, was the that's point supposed the to be why. I mean, he's pretty badass, but he even has like the, the claws on his hands, but he doesn't really use it too too much. So Do you know why he doesn't use it? He doesn't use it because nobody can defeat his foot sweep. He doesn't need to use it. <laughs> He's got a rad foot sweep. Man. Nobody can stop his foot sweep. That's all he does. That's true. Good move, man. You got to learn how to defend that. I want to go back to his his intro when we see him for the yeah. first time because the camera is like pointing yeah. above, looking downwards, and you just see this figure walking, and there's this like epic drum beat, like doo 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 doom, doo 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 doom, and he's just slowly walking. All his Foot Clan are just standing there on each side of him, just watching, and he's got his long cape. And then this gigantic long shadow behind him. That's just so cast. Cool. It's just, yeah. man, like what a way to introduce a character. And they, I don't think they introduce him. I don't know. It's got to be close to halfway through the movie maybe. Whereas up until this point, you've been introduced to every other character in the movie really early on. They kind of do a good job of just throwing everybody at you right off the bat. But they hold off on Shredder uh, until yeah. later when they need him. And then when he walks out, man... Wow, it's, I, I get chills from that. I got chills from it this time. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah, I said before as Raph's movie, it kind of becomes Shredder's movie at that point. Like he he's popping yeah. so hard in that moment. You just want to see him back on the screen whenever. Like anytime he's back on the screen, I'm excited, which builds to that last fight, right? Like when, yeah. when he drops down on the roof, you're like, yes, <laughs> let's see what he's got. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's even... Like when you're introduced to him where he's addressing all the the like kids, I guess. Um, it's just so epic where, you know, he talks about I'm your father. We are family. Yeah. Um, that that whole world, like, man, I wanted to be in there skateboarding, playing yep. game, video games, playing, smoking a cigar. Smoking, yep. drinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd be right in there. I'd be like, yeah, yeah let's get these fucking turtles. <laughs> Totally, man. It's That's, like it's cool. this place is cool. Yeah, this yeah, is awesome. Oh, totally. I can play video games. I can play poker. I'm allowed to gamble. Give me a cigar. Give me some beer. This is great. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's so many of us. Let's fucking get those turtles, man. They make it this believable yeah. world, right? Like that yeah. is a place that maybe a kid who doesn't have friends could go and find themselves welcomed and you could yeah. see how they could slowly work themselves into becoming a gang for the shredder. Um, oh, I, totally. I think it makes a ton of sense. And yeah, man, I wanted to go there. It's just like the coolest hangout, but yeah, they are kids. Like the, they're all like the oldest one is maybe 17 years old. They're like 12 years old to 17. It's that was a neat thing yeah. that they added in. Um, I also liked with the foot that in the cartoon, they're kind of like, they're kind of throwaways in a way because they always lose. Like they always get beaten and you just see them as like the, the shitty henchmen. But I felt well, I like they did robots in yeah, the they're robots in the cartoon. Oh, are they well. robots in the cartoon? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. even remember that. Okay. That makes sense. I just, I was going to say, I, th- I like that. They, they show us a little bit about what it takes to become a foot clan member and it's not easy. And I felt like it just, Dean, we've talked about this before, but I love when they, they show you how difficult it is or how powerful one character is to build up another character. So we see the foot training. We see them fighting. Yeah. We see that it's not easy. And then Raph beats eight of them, right? So you yeah, already know right. the foot clan are no joke. And then Raph comes out and, and, and shows you how tough he is, right? So it just elevates him. Then you see the shredder and he beats four of the turtles, right? So it's yeah. just, I, I love how they show you how powerful these characters are by progressing you along the way with other characters yeah now shredder's right-hand man uh tatsu yeah so he's pretty badass i mean he doesn't say anything other than mm, 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 fight. <laughs> right um, yeah he was badass yeah he he's badass and i think in the original cut uh when he loses it and he starts like fighting um the foot members in the locker room yeah, and he knocks that one guy down. He actually kills him in the original cut. Oh, does but he? They, add, they added in a voiceover saying, "Oh, he's gonna be okay." Yeah, I thought that was strange. <laughs> okay. Where they were just like over his body, and I'm like, "Did he just kill that kid?" And there's yeah. just like voice, "Oh, he's gonna be okay." I was like, okay, I don't think yeah. so. I think he's dead. <laughs> yeah, they added that. That guy loses it, man. Like that's your that's your like boss you know telling he's like he's always like go play <laughs> yeah. it's like then you get this moment where he's mad he's just beating the shit out of you get out of here run away it's a hard life man it's a hard life i mean you get to smoke cigars and play video games but every now and then you might get your ass kicked totally i liked him yeah i liked him a lot and the like how kind of the role he played because you really want to see casey jones kind of beat one of the tough villains right mm. so that that was his opportunity to to fight that guy at the end and have kind of have his moment. So yeah, I like that guy. He was cool. I like that. He didn't talk. He just kind of gr- grunted and grumbled. Yeah. And, or he said a totally. couple of things. He said a couple of things, but it was cool. Yeah. He, he makes such a big impression. Like as soon as he yeah. was on screen, I was like, I know this guy. I know exactly his feel from when I was a kid watching this. Like I just yeah. remember him. He makes such a big impression. You just see him and you're like, Oh man. You can tell, like, that's a bad character. You know, that's a, that yeah. guy is, he's powerful, he's bad, you know, he's not going to take any shit. Yeah. He's good at the grunts and he's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He's also in, like, you know, a bunch of, I think he's only in, uh, I'm just looking at his IMDb, 18 movies, but, okay. you know, he's in Showdown in Little Tokyo, he's in, like, China O'Brien, which is a Cynthia Rothrock Movie. Oh yeah, um, but he always plays the same kind of character. 
Sure. Yeah. So, but he's still badass. He's for sure. awesome. Yeah, he rules. I I felt like the costumes actually held up quite well watching it nowadays. For sure. Like, there, like, man, there wasn't a lot of problem with those costumes. I think the only thing I could really tell is at one point, kind of on the neck, you can see where the the headpiece kind of mm. gets put on. There's a bit of a line, but everything looked really believable. Um, I I did think the action sequences weren't quite as good as what I remembered. Uh, yeah, I, I think it probably has to do with those costumes that they were wearing. Like, just to consider that they were wearing those costumes and fighting is incredible. So I, I'm not like throwing any shade at them because i think they did a great yeah. job but i just as a kid i remember it being so good and so cool uh probably because i was just a kid um yeah I just... what i was what i was really impressed with watching it this time around is that they never really cut in to like really close range like there's no cuts they're just like having a fight and it's pulled back so you see everything that this fighter's doing in this costume it's not just cutting into him punching someone in the face and then cutting back out it, it it's it's everything he's doing the entire scene in this costume so i was really impressed with with those scenes in that way i do i do get that they weren't quite you know as spectacular as like a bruce lee or a jackie chan movie where you watch those scenes and you're like whoa how is that even happening so it wasn't quite yeah. to that level but it was still very impressive yeah i mean it's a very entry level into kung fu combat um but yeah i mean i i definitely think the costumes stand up i mean i feel like you could remake this movie with similar costumes obviously better technology now but that style of costume and it still work the one thing i found that lagged a little bit was um when their mouth moves and they're talking it doesn't really line up with what their mouth is saying but whatever i mean i that's kind of how it is yeah that's really the yeah that's the only part that doesn't quite quite line up and quite work but i mean yeah it's it's like a turtle yeah. talking right so it's like whatever yeah. <laughs> i don't know how whatever. that's gonna look i yeah. mean yeah what do you expect but yeah yeah everything else looks awesome i this i watched it yesterday and, and this time watching it i noticed how slightly different each turtle is totally to yeah yeah to try to make them have their own like personality and their own distinct look like raf it looks more like built like he's more muscular versus i don't know i don't know if michelangelo is like not as muscular but i mean he's the party dude so he's the party dude yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he didn't look as thick. Like he's just his body didn't quite look as thick. Yeah, yeah, and it even like their shells are yeah. like cut differently. But yeah, I, I definitely think it stands up for sure. I liked how like how hard they leaned into pizza in this one. Like it's just so, oh, yeah. it's obviously obviously from you know the the cartoon and all that. But you know yeah. they could have they could have easily just done like one scene with pizza and then just kind of like been like okay, well we got the pizza part in there. Let's move on to the next thing. But they. They just like there's pizza all throughout this. You get the cool stuff like um, I think Donatello like, or Michelangelo throws it up and Leonardo cuts it in the air and then all the pieces land on like the, the turtles plates yeah. like that's right out yeah. of the cartoon. That's just yeah, that's like yeah. A, a shot he slices, for shot. He dices. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's cool. Uh, that I like when Splinter is like 
talking early giving them like a sit down and talking about like their past and what they're supposed to be doing in the world and mikey's just ordering a pizza yeah. <laughs> and you can hear him in the background like i think yeah. that sets yeah. a really good tone like the cartoon you know where it's going to be like okay this is actually it's going to be like serious but it's also going to be fun like these I, I know it's in the name but maybe everyone doesn't really get it they're teenagers like they're they teenagers. are totally. they're going to be acting out and like they're supposed to be sitting down and listening to their father basically and this guy's off ordering a pizza i just really like that yeah. tone setting scene totally mm, pizza sure. dude's got 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> i always felt bad for that pizza dude just pay him full price, man. Pay him full price. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have been late. Maybe he should have been late. Got to get there on time. He's delivering to a sewer grate. <laughs> Give him a break. Yeah, so he was he was one of the turtles. I forget which one, but uh, oh, was he? Yeah, cool. So all the all the actors that play the turtles are in the movie. So he was one. That's um, awesome. The guy in the back seat in the cab. He's another one. Um. The guy in the subway station that says to Miss O'Neill, I got a message for you. That's another one. Hmm. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Even uh, like Kino from the second one, he uh, he does the stunts for, I think, Donatello. I, I can't remember in this one. So. Yeah, cool. I'm just seeing now on IMDb that uh, I'm seeing that uh, Pizza Man is Michelangelo. So oh, that okay. works. oh, that, that makes works. a lot of sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He delivered a pizza to himself. He delivered a pizza to himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> now, I don't, Dean, I don't know if you'll remember this. James, you might remember this because you were uh, a little bit, maybe a little bit closer to my age. But do you remember there being issues with, after this movie came out, with children actually climbing down into the sewers looking for Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i never did this like uh, when this movie came out i i lived out in the country so okay. i didn't do but i do remember hearing about that after the fact like i said yeah. before you know like we didn't have tv or okay. anything like that um yeah, this was a thing but that it, it sounds insane it does. I, That's I'm hilarious. Just, I'm going to just say that the thought did cross my mind as a kid. <laughs> I probably tried to like pry one up and I'm like, I, how do you open these things? I can't do it. But it definitely crossed my mind. I'm like, I there's manholes all over the place. Why don't I just go down one and get involved right. with this cool like Ninja Turtle community? So, but yeah, that was an issue. There were people like kids were going down into the sewers looking for turtles after this movie. Oh, so. really? Yeah. yeah. I mean... That sounds awesome until you, I guess you watch the movie It. Yeah. Or until you get to the sewer and you realize what it is like going into a sewer. (laughs) That's true. The sewers are not (laughs) as well lit as they are in movies, kids. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. What about that classic police chief? The classic police chief trope. Uh, Oh, he's awesome. He's He's so awesome. awesome. Yeah. The guy who just won't listen, the guy who's just going to stick by, you know, he's yeah. going to do whatever he's supposed to do. He's going to yeah. ream out. Uh, he's always like, mad. Why, why is he yelling at April? Like, she's a exactly. reporter and he's a police chief. What is even this meeting right now? I know. Are you trying to tell me how to do my job? <laughs> you know, like just losing it. She's a reporter. He's so man. great. He's he so great. He loses it on her. He's so but good. Then, He's also calling 
um, her boss, whatever I forget his name. Yeah, I forget his name. Danny's dad. I that's how name, I know yeah. him. That's who I know him yeah. as. Oh man, Danny. Oh, how about let's Danny? Let's get to Danny. Let's do Little it. Shit. Uh, all I remember. Okay, that guy. The kid is so annoying. First of yep. all, yeah. But the dad is even more annoying because <laughs> all I all I remember, all I think about when I hear Danny is at the end. <laughs> When he's yes. like, Danny? Yes. Danny? Danny? <laughs> it's like, shut up, man. Yeah, and it's like, it's just Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and you're like, Dan? thank you. Oh. Thank you. Oh, okay. What the hell was that? Yeah, he just went yeah. through all this trauma, and now he's just Dan now? He's like matured? Yeah. He's matured 10 years or something? Yes. And the dad's reaction is so strange. He's just like... Okay, I guess I can work with this. Like, yeah. This is some heavy news, but I guess I can call you Dan now. I know, right? I saw it as like his dad was like, finally, he's finally realized that he's just Dan. Okay, you know? but this, Tim, this <laughs> kid, great. this kid, he steals 20 bucks from April's purse or whatever. Yeah. Then yeah. he calls the Foot Clan, tells, tells them where she lives. Her yep. shop gets burnt down. Her house gets yep. burnt down. And then at the end of the movie, he gives her 20 bucks and he right. says, don't, don't ask, but uh, you yeah. need, I, like, I, I owe, owe you this. this. I owe you what the fuck are you talking about? Her place yeah. is burnt down. Her house is burnt down because of you, you asshole. 20 bucks. <laughs> That's the first installment of 2000 installments. Just calm yeah, down. Danny's calm a piece down. of shit. Danny's a piece of shit for sure. <laughs> he he is. A piece of shit. He's like the type, I've never liked that guy. He's got just... Oh man, he plays such a slimy character. I think he's doing such a great job because I hate him so much, and I always have. Oh, totally. But I actually really like like his character in the movie and how he's like driving the plot forward. Um, yeah. That that's another thing I re- realized this time is before I just hated him. I'm like, that, that guy's yeah. a f- fucking idiot. But this time I was like, okay, I, if you take Danny out of it, you got you've got some holes. So I like I kind of like his character. But yeah, he's just such a grease ball, man. He's yeah, just got the, he, the 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 kind of face you just want to just want to hit him. <laughs> he's got the face you want to punch. Yeah, yeah. Casey <laughs> Jones needs to hit him with a hockey stick. Like that's what we need right oh, here. Oh, that would have been but, so great. Yeah, why he's so great in the movie is because it gives you that insight into all these kids in the Foot Clan. That it's not just yeah. so easy to do. Like they are actually thinking, is this the right thing to do or is it not? They're trying to find their place. They're trying to take a side, and he wavers back and forth. I hate him the whole movie, but he wavers back and forth trying to figure out what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it through like you know a kid watching this, it it totally he obviously. F- falls into these tropes of like you know at the end he's gonna do the right thing right yeah you know he sells them out but then at the end he actually you know say helps save the day and all that shit so yeah he pays back the 20 dollars even though he burnt down your house and your shop yeah she's got insurance she's got insurance (laughs) okay great Uh, (laughs) <laughs> did you guys notice Sam Rockwell in this? Yes. This time around I did. Yeah. What yes, the hell? This time, was only amazing. This time. <laughs> he's in it a lot too. Yes. He's got a bunch of yeah. scenes in it. Yeah, he's great. That was awesome. That was an awesome Baby cameo faced. to see. He's, he's selling yeah. the cigarettes. Selling <laughs> <Or> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Sam Rockwell was something. giving me cigarettes and telling me to come hang out and play video games, I'm in. I'm so in. Well, for sure. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. That was awesome. A, that was a nice, that was a fun cameo to, to see. Yeah. Definitely. The music, the soundtrack was banging too. It was like this awesome 80s, 80s yeah. soundtrack. I know that this this came out in 90, but I think they were still leaning into the 80s 
uh, 80s vibe on it. So, yeah, but, you know, um, I can't remember the music like now after watching it, but when I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this song, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Sure. It's like, oh, yeah, this. Yeah. This is so fitting for the movie. Like it, it works yeah. perfectly. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it sets a, a a nice tone as well to certain like certain scenes. Like a lot of it's like intro sometimes to leading up to a scene, or it's like during a fight scene. And I think it, I think it's the right tone for the movie. Like like you said, Tim, it's it's the '90s, but it still has that '80s feel to the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they may be now, like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, James. Oh, no, you go ahead, because I was going to bring something else up. No, that's fine. Okay. Um, now, did you guys know like how um, Masters of the Universe affected this movie? No. I do not. Like the movie okay, Masters so, of the Universe? Yeah, so the movie Masters of the Universe. So when that came out, it was like obviously a huge flop. And so when they started shopping this around, a Ninja Turtles movie, another toy Mm. made into a movie it uh nobody wanted to do it like nobody and i guess new line was the only one that wanted to do it and obviously it's a a success for them because then they were like a nobody at the time right and that like catapulted their business i guess but um yeah it's just crazy obviously we got you know in hindsight right but it's just crazy that they were just like, no, you know, He-Man didn't really work mm-hmm. out. So, yeah, we're just going to pass. So we wow, could have we could have maybe never had this movie. That would have been that would have been a tragedy. I mean, this it movie is so much better than Masters of the Universe, obviously. I, I haven't seen Masters of the Universe in a long time. I remember watching it a few times when I was a kid. As a kid, it was okay. Like, I remember it not being right. what I wanted. Like, I w- It was more fun just to play with the toys than to watch this movie. But it was kind of like a fun, interesting thing to watch. But, man, this, this movie is so much better. I mean, Masters of the Universe is like, it's a wacky... Uh, it's a canon movie i believe and i think what happened with that is like canon was like almost in bankruptcy so they ended up using leftover props from other movies for that movie and it it was just a disaster from the get-go yeah 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 so it had potential but it had potential but you know uh it's kind of like interesting because they in masters of the universe they went like uh a darker tone. Right. And that's kind of what they did in this. And, you know, everything I read and like videos I watch where they're talking about this movie, they always say, Oh, it's, it's like Tim Burton style, uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Right. They always compare it to, I think Batman movie was out around the same time. So that's what they're always kept. They always compare it. It's dark, like Tim Burton style Batman. Not really. Not really. Not at all. Not really. Yeah. Like I don't Tim think Burton's so. Batman is in a world that doesn't exist. And this movie is in New York. Like that's what it feels like. Like it feels like yeah. this movie it, it is in our world and Tim Burton's Batman is more just like a world he created. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of both those movies. They both totally. hit me like at, at that around that same time. Um, 
I love Batman, but it's not mm-hmm. it's not a fun movie in the way that this one is fun. Like this one this one doesn't take itself too seriously, whereas Batman completely takes itself seriously. They're not they're not trying to have a lot of fun in that movie. And that's fine. That's what it is. And I, I love it. But they're definitely going after like this movie is fun. We're trying to have fun with it. So that's I think that's yeah. the difference is there. Uh, I, th- I guess I would say it's probably a little bit darker than what the cartoon is. Um, oh, yeah. But it's sure. still it's still in the same vein as the cartoon. Like it is a fun, a fun movie. It's got great music. It's got good action. I I like the story. I think the story works just fine. Um, yeah, it's good acting in it. Like everything, it's, everything's good about it. It's just, you know, it's just it's for for kids for the most part. Yeah, well, totally. Yeah, it is for kids, but it's also got like it's got these themes that kids wouldn't even really pick up on, you know, that I think is the, there for us. Like do making the Foot Clan, changing them from robots to kids who like aren't are like acting out or aren't like happy at being at home and are just stealing stereos and TVs for some dude who's just getting them to steal. I don't know why he needs yeah. so many TVs. There was that scene where he was sitting in front of a bunch of TVs and then he threw a knife at one of them. So maybe that's why he needs shredder needs so many. Um, but <laughs> like, I just, just, this is such a weird, weird storyline that would go so far over a kid's head, you know, like how many kids in this movie get like punched in the face? Like they're, the Foot Clan is all teenagers, and we forget when they have the masks on. And that I, I feel yeah. like that goes over a kid's head. But when I'm watching it now, I'm like, wow, yeah, these teens are like not making good choices and are getting punched in the face from turtles for it. <laughs> like it's well, just. Dean, I wonder if that's. Uh, I wonder if that part of the movie was for the um, the parents, not the kids. Yeah, as a way totally, to show, yeah. like, look, your kids can watch this movie because it has yeah. good moral values. Like we're trying to yeah. teach them to do the right thing. I agree. Like watching that as a kid, I'm like, this is. I'm not. I'm not Dan. I'm nothing like Dan. No. Yeah. You know, I don't, but so that's, Dan. it does. It's Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. It does go over the kid's head, but yeah, yeah I wonder if it yeah. wasn't for the kids, that part of it. It totally. Yeah. That's yeah. I think there's definitely stuff here for the kids. And then maybe that's why it made so much money, you know, like it's for the kids, but the adults are enjoying it too. It's kind of like, you know, Pixar movies now or whatever, you know, they're for the kids, but the themes are, you know, bigger that an adult will be able to understand and maybe connect more with. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think also they say like damn three times and bitchin' once. That's, oh, totally. Uh, when I was I, a kid, that shocked that. me. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember that when when he says damn, yells <laughs> yes. it out. Um, but you bring up a good point that even now I don't even... I, I guess when I watch it, I just think of it from when I was a kid. I, I pick up on some stuff like, oh, okay, as an adult, yeah, maybe this is more serious than, you know, a kid should be watching, maybe, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, all in all, it's just, I don't even think about the organized crime aspect yeah. because it's it's so in the background and they barely go over it. These kids are just hanging out, having fun. Obviously they're being like manipulated and these are tactics that are used to get them into organized crime. Yeah. Um, which is just like, holy shit. Like that's crazy that (laughs) this is in this movie. (laughs) Yes. I mean, next you just need somebody shooting up or something. Right. And then it's like, you know, I don't know, but totally. Uh, as a kid, definitely 
didn't pick up on that. I I picked up on the dam. Uh, I can't remember. Where did they say bitch? So Raph says bitchin' at the end when they're doing their rounds of like how cool it was to knock Shredder off the roof. Oh. Raph comes in and he's like, bitchin'. Shit. Wow. That's, <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that at all. Okay. <laughs> it is bitchin'. So. It is. It was. He's right. It was bitchin', man. It was bitchin'. The way Shredder got flung off that roof, he did like a full flip off that roof. I mean, it's pretty... I always felt, though, that the way Shredder went out, it was like, um, he's supposed to be, like, the top bad guy, and that's it? Yeah. Like, that's how he dies? Right. Obviously, he, he didn't die, but yeah, you're led to believe, like, that's it? Yeah, I he mean, fall, he falls into a garbage truck, and then Casey Jones, the maniac that he is, just comes <laughs> over and murders him. Yeah. <laughs> just crushes him in that That truck. was perfect. Whoops. Yeah. He's a maniac. That guy's awesome. I went to this movie opening night. I went to the second showing. I may have said this before on the podcast or some podcast, but I'm standing in line and some guy comes out of the first viewing and exits out. And I barely knew him. I like knew him by association, I think. And he just comes up yeah. to me like we're buddies. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to go see Turtles? Like, yep. He's like, oh, cool. Yeah, Splinter kills Shredder. And then just like walks <laughs> off. And I'm like... What? What a dick. Dude. Oh, totally. And my buddy, like, beside me, is like, what? He's like, who is that guy? Why'd he just do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I barely know that guy. So that guy super ruined it for me. But on this viewing, I realized Casey Jones killed him. So he didn't actually yeah, ruin yeah. it. So I was like, oh, maybe I don't yeah. I don't have to be as angry at this guy as I once was. So you can take him off your list now. Yeah, he's off <laughs> the list. Let it go, Tim. <laughs> Splinter just tossed him off the roof, but he was going to be fine. Casey Jones killed him, which makes me think that this this other kid, he totally missed the whole the whole movie. He didn't even understand what was going on in the movie. He did not get it he at all. He thinks Splinter killed Shredder. That didn't happen. It was Casey Jones. <laughs> I feel bad. I felt so much better. Such a weight lifted off my shoulders this yes. viewing, knowing that this guy didn't actually ruin the movie for me. You know what? <sighs> That's awesome. At least we accomplished something. You know. <laughs> That's what this podcast is for. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Get rid of that baggage, Tim. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's off. It, it's off my shoulders, it man. It's let off. It go. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the reality is, is like, would Splinter kill anybody? Probably not. Mm, yeah. Like, no. It, after he's that. The, he, he's not that kind of guy. And Shredder already spared his life. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like. Yeah, totally. He wouldn't he wouldn't have killed him. But he has him hanging off the roof. Yeah, but he doesn't want to True. He yeah, he No, he flipped him off the roof but in a way that he caught him there. Yeah. Well, Shredder yeah. Shredder threw a knife at him, right? Like he was yeah. holding Shredder yeah. and then Shredder yeah. went to throw the knife and kind of slipped off. It's a bad move, Shredder. Bad move, man. You bad just got to grab that hand, get pulled up on the roof, and then continue the fight. Continue fighting. You're gonna fight a greasy, drippy rat. You're you're gonna win. And he's been <laughs> chained. He's be been fine. chained up for weeks. He has been. He's malnourished. He's his wrists hurt. Do you see him rubbing his yes. wrists? That the, those yeah, hands totally. really hurt. Yes. So he was gonna. Yeah, you're right. He was gonna win that fight. I mean, I kind of wanted to see him fight. Yeah. Because yes, yes. He's he's so he's so wet and greasy and frail <laughs> that. I mean, the turtles look awesome fighting Shredder, but I don't know, like Splinter fighting Shredder. I, no. I don't even know what kind of moves he would have. Here we go. It's just, it's finally come to me. What if they fight? Shredder goes for his foot sweep and Splinter blocks it. Oh, Great. Cause he knows, yes. he knows how to block that. And then that's the fight. That's it. That's all you need. 
Then he like whatever hits him with his cane in the face or something. Yeah, he's got Just, nothing after that foot if sweep. If someone can defend the foot sweep, that would have been that would have been great. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. I think like, the like, actual problem was just that Splinter was a puppet that couldn't move. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> there is the that. Turtles were true. people in suits. Splinter was just a puppet. There's you know, that. I want to see I want to see the the cuts of where they tried to have him fight, but it looks so horrible. I just yeah. want to I want to see what that looks like. That would be great. Um but Shredder is supposed to be, you know, this master, and he just loses it in a fit of rage and runs yeah. at Splinter. That's too. weird. I mean, this is this is an adult thinking about it now. As a kid, I just thought, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Memories, he's upset. Yeah. You know. It's built up from the cartoons as well. Like, we know from the cartoons, these two guys just hate each other and they fight. Mm. So we go to this and we already know, like, what to expect. We know what to ex- They didn't need to build that up. Uh, so I don't think they did. But I don't know. It, maybe he was just, like, mad at himself for not killing that rat when he had the chance. And he's exactly. been eating away at him. That's true. For so yeah. many years with the scar that he's got on his face. And he's like, what if I just cut <laughs> that rat's head off? And yeah. it took it overtook him at the end. He couldn't think of anything right. else except kill. He finally, couldn't. he got his chance to kill this rat. I I identify a lot with Shredder in this movie. I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> he's like the rat. It's finally in front of me. Charge! <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if he actually was able to just stab him. I feel like he still would have ran off that roof with him. Like he was just so enraged with, <laughs> with Splinter. He just would have skewered him and just flown off the top of that roof. We're, we're both going out tonight. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, Casey Jones definitely just murders Shredder. I mean, <laughs> totally. basically, um, yeah. I tries to pretend and, like he's not doing it and nobody sees him. <laughs> exactly. Hell? And I kind of like, that's why I like Casey Jones, not because he's murders people, but because he's just, he's so crazy. He's like a loose yes. cannon. Yeah. Yes. And from what I remember, he's kind of like that in the cartoon too. He's a little he over is, the edge. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he's a complete wild card. It's just you don't know what you're going to get. Hopefully he's on your side because uh, he's going to be uh, murderous. He's going to be aggressive. I, yeah. I just, I, I love it. I love his whole character in this movie. I love how wild he is. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even talk about Miss O'Neill. Yes, we have to. Oh, well, let's do it then. Um, so I noticed that she only wears yellow. She wears the yellow trench coat like at the beginning, right? When right. she's leaving the the studio or I don't know what you call that. The broadcast the station, I don't building, know. Building, studio building sounds, station. S- yeah. Sounds Stu- fine. When she leaves the studio. Yeah. It sounds fine to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then obviously she's, uh, she's getting too close to the foot, you know, she's been doing too good a research and talking to people and it's going to get her into trouble. Yeah, definitely. I think she's. I liked it, uh, yeah. yeah, I think she rules. I think she's got like this edge to her that is awesome. I with especially with like the advances of Casey Jones. I think she holds her own in that whole thing. She um, does, which which creates this really uh, cool chemistry between the two. Where at the end when they kiss, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> this yeah. is great yeah. because they've just been at each other the whole time. It's not like he's just advancing and she's got nothing to throw back at him. You know, I, I like the edge she has. Um, I, yeah, I think she's, she's awesome in this movie. I think when she gets um, ambushed by the foot in the subway and she just like pulls out a weapon, 
gets that hit away immediately, she's still trying to fight them. She's still trying to like fight them with her purse. She's got a really great edge to her. And this isn't really the April O'Neil I know because I know the Secret of the Ooze one, which is played by a different actress. So watching this, I was just really impressed that she just like totally won me over right away. And I was I was all on board with with April in this movie. Yeah, definitely. And even there's a line I noticed this time, maybe because, you know, obviously because I'm older and I'm not a kid, but where she's going down to the antique shop and she's talking to, I forget who she's talking to, but she's just like, oh, I know it's kind of probably silly that I open up uh, twice a week for my dead dad or something like that. And then like Mm -hmm. Donatello's like, no, that's not silly. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh man, this they're getting deep now. Yeah, yeah, they did get. It was deep, such yeah. a sweet moment. Totally, this movie had heart. It definitely had heart. Yeah, yeah, that movie that yeah. that moment was like kind of out of nowhere, and then they don't address it at all. Like it's not even a big theme in the movie or anything. It's just this little comment she makes to Donatello, and he he answers, "No, it's not weird. Like it's it's not stupid at all. Like that makes perfect yeah. sense." And it it really did. It kind of hit me. I was like, "Wow, that's that in this movie." Was, well, they, was great. They do a good job of following that up with once her building is finally burning, they do this pause on her just as she's watching it burn. And you can tell like the heartbreak yeah. that she has for what's happening um, because this is all going up in flames, right? Like all yeah. these memories of her father. It's more than just the stuff, right? It's like the memories that she has. Yeah. So I thought that totally. was powerful. And that's it shows you also like how important it is for her to help the turtles to get rid of this crime wave. Like she's kind of willing, not not even willing, but forced to give up all this stuff that's so important to her to do the right thing and help the turtles uh, in this situation. So it's, yeah. it's all like really great character building is what all this stuff is. And there's, totally. there's a and whole, it, yeah. And it also goes to show you how much of a fuck hole Danny is. Yes. Yeah, Dan's, Dan's an a-hole, Danny. man. <laughs> they Guy. focused on how much it hurt her that that antique shop and yeah. their house and her home is gone. Fucking Danny, 20 bucks. I'm the hero of this movie, bitch. Yeah, you are <laughs> so honorable, Danny. Probably a counterfeit 20, too. Totally. Probably. <laughs> totally. Uh, and you do get the you do get the like van that O'Neill drives around. Yeah. That's it's supposed to be like a throwback to the to the turtle van obviously oh yeah for sure for sure but it like dies i mean casey jones like you know acts like he's shooting it because it's there's like a hole in the block because he can't fix it (laughs) yeah yeah so just one one thing that i wanted to uh just to mention to you guys is because I don't have a problem with it now because watching it, I think the movie, like the story was really tight and everything was, was, was good. But back when I watched as a kid, uh, the, the first time I really wanted to see Bebop and Rocksteady in it. And I was really hoping for them to be in it. And with, with them being excluded, like when you get, when you saw it kind of for the first time, did that do anything for you? Like, were you expecting to see those characters or you didn't, didn't care? Uh, I was expecting to see them for sure, but honestly, be I think what you were saying at the beginning where there wasn't a whole lot of like leaks or nobody really knew what was coming out. So when I watched it for the first time, 
that that's all I knew. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was going to and and I just I loved it from the beginning. It was I'm pretty sure it was literally like as soon as I we ended it, we hit the rewind and then we watched it again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I don't even think I think in the second one when the second one came out, I really like that they had Rocksteady and Bebop, but then I also was like I wasn't for for whatever reason i wasn't too happy with the way that they looked i don't know why but uh yeah i don't think i was really missing it in the first one because i didn't know what to expect so i remember not liking the way they eventually did them in number two and i also remember really expecting them to be in number one and i like what they did with number one i don't think there's a place for them in number one i think if you have them It's a completely different movie, so I'm fine with not having them. I think the inclusion of Casey Jones is enough for me not to need those, uh, like, Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, I just remember being surprised that they weren't in it. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. With a Casey, the inclusion of Casey Jones was kind of enough for me as a kid. I wasn't really, I I don't remember looking for them or or wanting them to be in the movie. Um, I did want them to be in the second, and the second is actually not Bebop and Rocksteady. It's two characters they just made up for the movie. That yeah, so that's that's right. So I couldn't, yeah, I must not have remembered that because I think that's why I didn't like the creatures yeah. because it wasn't them. It was like, well, if you're gonna do that, why not have Rocksteady and Bebop? I don't exactly. They're like they're uh, Toka and Razor. One of them's a turtle. Oh. Are they not? They don't look like Bebop and Rocksteady? No, they're not no. the same animals. Why do I have that in my mind? It's not pig and rhinoceros. It's like wolf and another turtle. And Yeah, it's, it's like a snapping turtle. Yes, I have no idea why they did that. I have no idea why they didn't make it Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, and so also Casey Jones isn't in that movie. So when yeah. I watch that second movie, Which I'm is... like, do they have, is there a problem getting like, licensing to specific characters and maybe they didn't want to go for it for Casey Jones and they didn't want to go for it in Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't know. Like weird. I, yeah. I, that really disappoint. That really disappoints me when I watch the second one that it's not Bebop and Rocksteady. It's well, Toka and Razor. Yeah. And I think that's why <laughs> I've always like when I was a kid, I always liked the first one because the first one was more what I remember from the cartoon and the second one just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me of like yeah why yeah, these characters are in here so yeah 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 they just kind um, of like went full on with the ooze in that one it's just like okay the turtles got ooze let's ooze everybody ooze party they went full ooze yeah full <laughs> ooze. yeah i mean i kind of wish the third one the third one i didn't understand at all it made no sense to <laughs> no. me no way. Um, yeah i kind of wish they had a got like krang in there or something yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that'd been cool. Yeah, yeah, they brought Casey Jones back for the third one, but <laughs> he was just missing for a little while. <laughs> yeah, which is so weird because he's like playing hockey with these ancient uh, samurai. Yes, guys, like <laughs> so freaking weird. It was weird, man. Was it Elias so Coteus again? I I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Game. So it's like, why why did he skip the second one? Yeah. Yeah. They have one good joke in that third movie, and that is they bring a Walkman, and everybody um, from Japan in the past where they were think that they've shrunk little men and put them into a little box. 
Mm. Oh, okay. pretty good. Pretty good joke. Pretty good joke. Nice, nice. <laughs> that's the best joke. In the, the best movie. joke in the movie. That's yeah, that's the best joke. I feel like that's I'm sad. gonna have to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Uh, all right. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to say about this movie before we wrap it up? Uh, it rules. It looks good. It looks a lot better than uh, I thought it was going to look revisiting it. Um, yeah, it, totally. it still holds up. The puppets look great. Like the turtles look great. Shredder is a badass that every time he's on screen is awesome. And yeah, I, I kind of love every minute of the movie. I'm I'm never really bored. It's a quick, it's like one thirty. you know, it's a quick movie. Um, it's a fun watch. It is fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the same, like, yeah, the fact that it's, you know, one thirty that's perfect because that's right in my wheelhouse. Um, also, it 100% holds up today. Like, yep. the all the costumes, Shredder's totally badass, like April O'Neil, Casey Jones, Splinter, uh, everything. I mean, it was, it's like darker, yeah, than the cartoon, but I like that they went darker because they kind of had to, do yeah. something different. Oddly, I can't even comprehend how you would make a live action movie like the cartoon. I, I don't even know how you could make that possible and it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad they went the the way that they went. Obviously, it's a kid's movie. Um, it's way better than the Michael Bay shit movies. Um, and I honestly think, you know, at one point well, i hope at one point somebody remakes them and they do it more like this style and the reason why i think there's a chance that it'll eventually happen is because the guys that own that started ninja turtles they are constantly like relicensing shows all the time merchandise all the time i think there's like 10 different versions of the cartoon that are out Mm. there that change depending on you know like my ninja turtles is different from ninja turtles uh, or from kids that you know grew up in the early 2000s because there was a different ninja turtles then and so it's kind of cool because it just keeps you know fans keep growing right like new fans all the time so right but i think it's hands down it's it's the best one and it stands up. So yeah. Well, you heard it here, everybody. TMNT one is the best by far. We're all in agreement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Awesome. James, thank you so much for joining my friend. Um, we will post your, um, like your, uh, your links uh, in our episode notes, but if you just want to cool. let everybody know where to find you. Yeah. Uh, so the best place to find us or to, you know, chat with us would be on Instagram at action action podcast. Uh, we also have a Patreon at Patreon. I think it's like dot com backslash action underscore action. And then if you want to find our list of the greatest action movies, uh, we are on Letterboxd and that's at action action. So Yeah. Check us out. Uh, you can also find us on all the podcast catchers, um, anyone. And uh, yeah, you got movie recommendations? Let me know on Instagram. Please check out Action Action. It's a great podcast. It's a lots of fun. 
Um, James, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Dean, thanks for joining. Yeah, man, you bet. And thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. On the half shell, they're the heroes for In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high, with muggings mysterious All police and detectives are furious Cause they can't find the source Of this lethally evil force This is serious, so give me a quarter I was a witness, get me a reporter Call April O'Neil in on this case Hey, you better hurry up, there's no time to waste We need help like quick on the double Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble We need heroes like the Lone Ranger When Tonto came pronto, when there was danger They didn't say we'd be there in half an hour Cause they displayed turtle power everybody i'm adam i'm john and every week we are giving you a blast from our past we are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns tv show reviews album reviews top tens and more all from the things of our nostalgic past so please join us every single week on the blast from our past podcast you can find us on spotify stitcher apple podcasts however you listen to podcasts you can find us and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.